When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back into Iggy Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jiggy Nizuski, or Iggy for short, and happy 2024. It's crazy, it's the new year, and I figured what a better way to start the new year than reintroducing myself and kind of explaining what Iggy Sports Talk is for some new listeners or viewers, because I haven't really done a solo episode in a few months, maybe even a year. I've uh, just been cranking out some great guest episodes and focusing on you know the different sports that are happening. But a lot has changed since the last time I did a solo episode. And I don't think I've really ever told my story or explained how I started Iggy Sports Talk. So we can just start out with the beginning. I've always been very interested in creating content, making videos. I was always a very creative kid. Uh, I would make things out of you know construction paper. Uh, I'm an only child, by the way, too. So I kind of had to play by myself. Uh, another little tidbit, too, is... You know, I would I would play baseball in my backyard by myself, kind of like beg my mom to like, please join, especially if my friends couldn't hang out. I would even say, you know, I'll I'll hit lefty uh, just so I can like place with somebody. But uh, I had always been a person that was very creative, uh, was never really afraid of the spotlight. You know, I would sometimes put on like little mini concerts uh, for my family and like that sort of stuff. I did talent shows, uh, you know, throughout my time in school. but, you know, I, I really started, you know, creating videos and doing, you know, video editing and like that sort of stuff mainly started in high school. I did like a video production class. I, I really enjoyed creating videos, uh, you know, directing them, you know, acting a little bit as well. But uh, I started my first YouTube channel. Uh, I believe it was my freshman or sophomore year of high school. It was called The Weekly Countdown. I had, I had this one video that blew up. It was an American Idol singer. Uh, I sort of did a countdown of his best performances. And I think it got like 20,000 views. So in my mind, I'm like, now, if I keep replicating this, you know, this could actually turn into a big YouTube channel. And, you know, it, it was something I, I bet, you know, people who have had YouTube channels can maybe resonate with this, especially growing up. You see these people, they become famous and you think in your mind, you kind of obsess with that. You kind of obsess with other people thinking that you're cool or you know, that is how you are going to be popular by, you know, making videos, getting, uh, getting views, maybe getting some money as well. And this was all sort of when YouTube was starting to become what it is today, uh, where people are starting to monetize their videos, people are starting to get millions of views, uh, millions, millions of subscribers. And so I thought, you know, I want to do that as well. Uh, And so I started, you know, making more videos that, you know, were centered around some of the challenges or the trends that were going on. And I really had a strong desire to be famous. I wanted to be a content creator. And unfortunately, that came with some criticism from different people in my high school, got bullied a little bit here or there. Uh, That's honestly where some of my mental health struggles started. And, you know, Obviously, now the podcast I do now, Vicky Sports Talk, is mental health and sports. And so, uh, you know, my struggles at that time 
kind of attributed to one of my passions in, in you know, me wanting to help others with their mental health struggles, uh, as I do kind of right now. But, you know, it, it was something where it taught me to not, you know, worry about what other people thought about me or, uh, as, as well as, you know, not focus on the doubters as well. You know, I, I also played baseball in high school. I, I didn't make my middle school team two years in a row, got benched, uh, my freshman year of high school. So I, you know, I've been doubted not only throughout, you know, I guess, you know, personally throughout high school, but also, you know, as well throughout sports, um, ultimately was, you know, able to, you know, get on JV and varsity and had a very good baseball high school career. Um, but being doubted or having people, you know, maybe say, you know, mean things about me or, or you know, add, sort of added to a little bit of that anxiety that, you know, I still semi deal with, but, you know, I, I sort of took a little bit of a break from YouTube videos uh, after high school and until about college. And this is really where Iggy Sports Talk started. And, you know, th there was a little bit of, of fear from my parents of me, you know, I guess getting back in the spotlight, uh, you know, putting a camera in front of my face, posting it um, out on social media or out on YouTube, you know, mainly because of what happened in high school. And it's very understandable. I was a little bit nervous myself. I was a little bit nervous of the judgment I might get uh, and not wanting to fully be my true self. Uh, and, you know, I, I, th I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people struggle with when they first get in front of a camera or they first start posting things is, is you want it to be so good, so bad. And especially at the beginning, it's not going to be good. It's never going to be good uh, because you're just starting to figure out what your voice is, who you want to be on camera. You're emulating what other people are doing, that sort of stuff. And so, you know, I, I sort of started getting a little bit more comfortable with this sort of stuff uh, as I got into my junior year of college. So I, I went to Plymouth State University. I, uh, you know, started as a business administration student and then, you know, sort of found my passion uh, of wanting to work in sports going into my junior year. I had always had a huge passion of sports, as you can see around me, huge Red Sox fan, Boston sports fan. Uh, you know, as an only child, I was obsessed with, you know, just sports, baseball and the Red Sox. It, it was what you know really helped me find that sense of belonging. And I, I, I really just went for it. Uh, as something that I wanted to do for a job. In my mind, if I was able to wake up every day, talk about sports or or work in sports, um, that was a win for me. That was something that I was going to be excited about uh, doing for the rest of my life. Maybe not so much of like sales or you know engineering or, or whatever. Uh, and so I felt like the best way for me to gain experience in sports with the college that I was at was to start my own podcast. So, you know, this sort of originated from me starting my own college radio show. And then, you know, I kind of just called it Iggy Sports Talk. You know, I, I, I had been making, you know, little videos or, uh, you know, writing articles under the Instagram name Iggy Sports Talk ever since it was August 2019. Uh, and then I started the podcast and radio show uh, around January of 2020. And, you know, obviously COVID hit in March. And so I couldn't really do the radio show per se at the radio station. And so I started making, uh, you know, podcast episodes at my house and really started having guests on and that sort of stuff. But at that point, it was it was really focused on, you know, the sports talk, sort of like what's in the name. And, you know, I, I have sort of steered away from that over the last like two years or so more into what 
you know, I enjoy doing sort of like my niche, in my opinion, is, is the connecting the sports and mental health aspect, finding the deeper aspects of sports and you know, really trying to just, you know, tell inspiring stories to help others know that they can maybe do the same and, you know, try, try and, you know, give people uh, an opportunity to learn from others' experiences who have been successful or maybe who have struggled with similar things that they have struggled with in their life. But, you know, like I said, starting out, it, it was mainly just like me talking about, you know, the trades that were going on, the biggest storylines, you know, trying to, you know, emulate what I was seeing on ESPN uh, or CBS Sports or, or just different major networks like that. And then, you know, I, I sort of got uh, a sense that, you know, a lot of people were doing that, especially as as COVID hit, you know, everybody was starting a podcast and everybody was kind of talking about the same exact thing. And in my mind, I kind of wanted to be a little bit different. I, I wanted to find a way to differentiate myself. So, like I said, in high school, I had struggled with anxiety uh, and depression a little bit throughout my time in high school and a little bit in college as well. That's where my anxiety like really started, uh, you know, started, you know, having chest aches, uh, sometimes anxiety attacks. Um, and I I sort of wanted that experience and, and those struggles uh, to become something that I want to try and help others, uh, you know not maybe, you know, uh, avoid because it's tough to avoid that type of stuff, but maybe learn better, more effective ways on how to deal with it or how to relieve it. And, um, once I saw, you know, uh, athletes speaking more about it and, you know, mental health becoming a lot more prevalent of a subject just in our general society after COVID, it was something where I saw an avenue. I saw a place where I could try and you know, make make a stamp in the industry where I, where I could try to make a difference. Um, you know, I, I sort of got to the realization that if this is something that I, I have a passion to do to try and be a forward facing figure or, or somebody who has a microphone in their face or even just posts on social media, I want to try and use my voice as a way to help others. Uh, I, 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 I think it's great how, you know, some people in the industry are able to strum up you know, debate. They're they're able to talk about the surface level stuff, but I felt like if I was able to try and make a difference in other people's lives uh, and and help others uh, gain a different perspective on, on on sports, which is just a huge industry in and of itself, uh, then I I could feel good at the end of the day that you know I I was doing something that made a difference, something that I was passionate about, and something I also had a lot of fun doing. And, uh, you know, that's sort of where I am today. Um, you know, now I currently work at DraftKings as a live coverage content creator. You know, I, I've never really talked about like my full-time job or what I do outside of the podcast, but uh, I, I essentially work in social media. Um, I, I also work for a digital consulting company for a few different clients, uh, managing their social media accounts. Uh, but all in all, like this, this is what I love doing. This is what I enjoy doing is, is you know, interviewing athletes, business professionals, just other people uh, about their experiences in their lives, trying to come up and bring up just different subjects that I feel aren't being talked about enough, uh, whether it is sports or whether it is mental health. And, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun uh, over the last few years, you know, changing sort of uh, the the idea of what this podcast is, as well as, you know, getting the reception from a lot of different people who have enjoyed sort of the transition that the podcast has had and have, had, have enjoyed the episodes and taking something out of it. Uh, that's ultimately... You know, the goal anytime I hit record on this podcast is, is, you know, trying to help others take something out 
uh, of whatever I'm saying or whatever my guest is saying and, and apply it to their own life to ultimately make it better in the end. You know, we're all just trying to get 1% better each and every single day. That's the goal. You know, we only ever live every second once. And so might as well as try to get better along the way. And uh, especially with, you know, just, just podcasting, creating your own content. Uh, I wanted to share a little bit of some of the biggest lessons that I've had through that process, because, uh, you know, outside of Iggy's Sports Talk, I've hosted four to five different podcasts. Um, you know, last year, I, I hosted a podcast five days a week covering the Red Sox, which was, that was a lot. Uh, and it's it's something that, you know, it's it's different for everybody. And it's also something that, you know, I know a lot of people in the world want to do, but they just don't know where to start. And so, you know, I, I would say the the number one step to starting a podcast is, is literally just starting it. Uh, just you don't even have to have the specific equipment. You don't have to have a microphone, a light, a camera, whatever. Uh, you really just kind of have to have a phone uh, with a microphone. So I know, you know, people have AirPods, people have, uh, you know, the, the headphones where it has like the little microphone on the end. Uh, you can really do that. Uh, you know, it doesn't always have to be video, it can be audio only. But I feel like just starting it is the number one thing that, you know, a lot of people struggle with getting over the hurdle of overthinking it, trying to make it perfect, getting too caught up in, you know, what, you know, you see other people have, and you know, you're only going to start unless you have these high end sort of things. And that's just not the case. I, I think just starting it is the number one thing. And you don't even have to like release the first episode that you come out with. Like, I think that the first five to 10 episodes are the most crucial ones of you figuring out how you want to introduce the podcast, how you want to introduce yourself and the show to the audience, as well as finding your voice. Like, who are you going to be that people are going to be interested in listening to? Who are you going to be in front of the camera that is authentically you? You know, so many times, you know, with myself and I've seen it with other people as well. You, you know, we try to emulate these other people that we've looked up to, these other people that, uh, you, you know, we, we got inspired from to even start a podcast. And it's great that they inspired you. It's great that, you know, you really enjoy what whatever they put out. But finding your own voice and finding what works best for you and finding what is authentic uh, to you is the most important thing. Because I think finding your voice is such a progressive process. You know, you're going to have the ums, you're going to have the uh, you knows, you're, you're going to have your pet words, you're going to have the struggles when you first start a podcast of just how it flows. And that is the part of it that sometimes the toughest, but it's the most important as well. Because once you get sort of through those baby steps, then you just hit the ground running. And then that is truly when you can make your own type of show. Because how are you going to differentiate yourself from all the other shows that are already on the internet? You know, th there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of uh, maybe even a million podcasts out there by now. And you know, the second thing I would say is finding your niche. Like I said, what separates you from other shows? So, you know, for me, Iggy Sports Talk, I saw that, you know, I, I was making a lot of the same videos, the same content, talking about the same things that everybody else who had a sports podcast or sports radio show or sports show was talking about. And, and so I tried to go a little bit of a different avenue. Now, you know, there are some mental health and sports podcasts out there. And, you know, that's great. The more people that talk about this subject, the better. The more awareness, the better. But at the same time, 
trying to figure out the small things that I can do to, you know, differentiate myself or separate myself from the others. You know, a lot of people have choices with podcasts nowadays. And so finding a way to uh, make your podcast a priority in people's mind or something that people will get excited about every week, every other week, every month, whenever you post. Uh, And that's the other thing too, is like, I think, uh, the, the other thing that was a little bit of a growing pain for me when starting this podcast uh, was was figuring out how many times you know a, a month I wanted to post. I want to post once a week, bi-weekly. What was going to work best for me? How was I going to be able to promote the podcast the best way? And there's a lot that goes into a podcast. You know, you record it, you make the uh, you, you you edit it, you then make the clips for the episodes so you can promote it. You then, you know, post those, you know, promotional videos after the episode is already posted. But, you know, that takes a lot of work in of itself. And so really trying to figure out what works best for you. The the, the thing that I started doing, uh, you know, after I, I, you know, stressed myself out, like incredibly was, you know, I just started batching up episodes. And that was something that I had to learn before I was recording an episode uh, and trying to get it out that same exact week, which, you know, on top of school, work, everything else, you know, that was really tough to stay, stay sustainable and to stay consistent. And consistency is key, you know, especially with anything that you do, you know, especially when people are looking forward to an episode, you know, staying consistent of when you're putting that sort of stuff out. So then, you know, it, it doesn't get lost in their mind and, and they look forward and think about, okay, every week, you know, Iggy sports talks going to come out or, or whatever. And so I think, especially with that process, it's key to, like I said, batch up episodes first, you know, figure out, uh, you know, what, sort of the amount of episodes that you want to have already in the bank. So then you can easily just put them out with it, no stress and really try and set yourself up for success. So if you batch up four to five episodes, or you could even do this with videos as well for just social media, creating your own content and then editing them. And then, you know, you, you don't have to stress because you can put out whether it's four podcasts in one month or four social media videos in, in, in a few weeks. And I, I think that process is key. It's all like a routine with anything. And, you know, the other thing too, especially with if you're making videos for social media or if you're making a podcast, the views and numbers don't matter to start out. You know, it's it's great to learn from those things, but it's also uh, can be a thing that can deter you from, you know, going towards your full potential or for making the podcast the best that it could possibly be. If you obsess over those numbers or if you obsess over those views, and it can also cause a lot of stress and anxiety uh, that is kind of made up. You know, we, we see and compare ourselves to other podcasts, other videos that are put out there. And then, you know, we put on ourselves, why am I, am I gotten not good enough? And are my videos not good enough to be able to get those a thousand to 10,000 views? And, you know, like I said, it's great to use those things as as something to learn from, uh, as something to try and strive for something better, but especially just to start out. It, it's key to build up your community. It's key to build up your fan base, your your um, audience base, and then just go from there. Uh, that Then, you know, it'll grow more and more. And, you know, once you do have those promotional clips, posting at the right times, you know, figuring out what's the best thing to get people's attention immediately, especially with Gen Z, the new way of trying to get people's attention on social media. And then always be learning on how to improve the podcast. Always be learning and listening to what other people are doing as well and how you can take what they've already done uh, and, and apply it to your own podcast. And 
you know, I, I think that just like all goes into, you know, with learning, you know, always learning and trying and trying to improve the podcast, you know, not always listening to the critiques or constructive criticisms that people have. I, I think it is key to be open to hearing what other people's thoughts are, because so many times, especially, you know, for, for my situation or any solo podcaster situation, it's just you. Just you editing, recording, uh, you, you know, speaking in front of the camera. And especially when you do start out, there's going to be those people who congratulate you, who who think that you're doing a great job. But then there's also going to be those people who have critiques, which that means that they care about you. That That's that's a great thing. That means that they are listening. But at the same time, think about the stuff that uh, you can use to better your podcast or better your performance or your presence on camera. And then maybe take some of that other stuff that maybe you don't think 100% applies to it and, and maybe put it in the back of your head for, for maybe if it does down the line. Uh, but I, I think all in all, you know, not allowing the haters, not allowing the, the, the people who maybe want to say mean things to you. Don't take it personally, like, especially when it is your own personal thing. It's, it's tough for constructive criticism to not sort of just like stab you in the heart or, or, or hurt a little bit. Um, sometimes the stuff that hurts sometimes is very helpful. Sometimes it, it can revolutionize how, you know, you kind of go about stuff in the future. At the same time, you know, uh, you know, be open to other people's opinions, but don't always take it seriously and don't allow it to you know, hurt your confidence or, or you know, deter you from wanting to continue. Uh, because I, I think that's something that can easily happen. And it's something that, you know, happened to me throughout you know, some of my journey. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to sort of get into some, some questions as, as well as talk a little bit more um, just about myself, some things I like to do outside the podcast, um, you know. One thing I do, you know, especially working in social media, you know, doing sort of like three different jobs, you know, I, like I said, DraftKings, I work for a social media consulting company. And then I, you know, look at the podcast as, as a job in and of itself as well. Uh, I, I really try and focus on my work-life balance. I, I think that's really important. And, you know, it's something that I try to do a lot more in 2023 and really trying to find those things outside of my job, which, you know, is in sports uh, and finding ways to, you know, sort of disconnect because that is a little bit tough. You know, I do love watching sports and, you know, they are on every single night and I have a lot of great friends who, uh, you know, we watch sports together, but there is times where I do have to disconnect. There are times where I need mindless TV, where I don't want to think about sports all the time because it kind of makes me think about work. And, you know, I, as much as I love my job and I'm very grateful that, you know, I, I get to do what I love. It is so vital to find those other hobbies or those other things that don't fully apply to what you do for work. So, you know, I, I love to bike ride. I love to read. I love to hike. Uh, I, I love to just be outside. And, you know, honestly, the number one thing that has really helped me is, you know, finding those little things that help, you know, simplify life, you know, remind me that we're on a spinning rock in space. You know, if I am able to, you know, focus on something as simple as a bird flying in the sky or the wind going through the trees uh, and really just slowing my mind down and myself down, uh, especially with, uh, you know, how much, you know, I'm in front of my screens or, uh, you know, how much work, you know, I have to do on a, on a weekly basis. Um, that is the time where I'm the most relaxed. That's the time where I'm most stress-free uh, and where, you know, I, I'm just really able to disconnect. So any way that you're able to do that, you know, I, I recommend it because it's something that can really just revolutionize not only your mood, your mental health, um, and also how you show up to work as well. Because if you're feeling burnt out or if you're feeling like you're being consumed by something that you do for work a lot, 
uh, that can really hurt uh, sort of your work performance, your your uh, focus as well as work, and then your focus on yourself. You know, obviously, self care is the most important thing, all in all. And so, you know, I think especially doing that um, is is super important. Now, you know, like I said, wanted to get into some questions as well. So, uh, you know, one one of my friends asked the question of what are the biggest lessons I learned in 2024. So, I would say take advantage of every opportunity. Uh, you know, for me, 2023, or excuse me, I said, what did I learn in 2024? I meant 2023. Uh, but in 2023, uh, starting on January 1st, uh, I was doing freelance work. I, I really, I, I had jobs, but I didn't have like one singular job. I was doing like five different things. Uh, and, you know, from saying yes and taking every opportunity, I had the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I had the opportunity to you know, help with a few Atlanta Hawks games with Bally sports. Uh, you know, you know, I was always curious about different things that, you know, I could, I could maybe add, uh, or, or I, or experiences that I could do. So, you know, I, I formerly worked for the Worcester Red Sox the year prior, you know, I asked them if they needed help, you know, they did. And so I was able to join with them and, you know, ultimately how, you know, I got my role with DraftKings was, you know, I ended up knowing people who worked at the company and who were a part of the hiring process. And, you know, I, I think that's another component too. like, just, just always being open to meeting new people. You don't know uh, who different people know. You don't know who others could connect you with. You don't know um, how, you know, those people could help you get opportunities that you've always dreamed of, or uh, that are able to help you grow or turn into another opportunity as well. And so, you know, I, I think this, you know, also feeds into don't be afraid to take risks. Because, uh, you know, with each opportunity that I picked up, there was a little bit of risk to it. And, you know, I, I could have been nervous and overthought and, and not, you know, said yes, because I was overthinking. And, you know, I was nervous to take a risk. But, you know, I, I think there's times where you really do have to take a leap and, and really go towards sort of that risk. And you know, something else that I did a little bit, which, you know, you know, had a lot of growth uh, for, for myself in 2023 was I ended up moving into my first apartment outside of college. And so, you know, throughout these last two years uh, after I graduated from Plymouth State, I was living at home and it, it was a great it was a great experience. You know, I was able to spend a lot of you know, awesome time with my mom, awesome time with my high school friends, had a lot of great memories. But, you know, I felt like it was a time where I needed to sort of, you know, spread my wings. I needed to be around more people that were in a similar spot that I was in terms of, you know, just life as well as, you know, around similar people who do a similar thing that I do for work. And so, you know, I ended up moving to Quincy, Mass and sort of took a leap. You know, I, I was I signed a six month sublet, you know, I, I didn't have a ton of security behind it, but I ended up taking that risk. And, and it's been, it's been a great experience, had a lot of growth, met a lot of great people and, you know, have, have become a better version of myself through it. And you never really know after that risk, you know, how much growth or how much you could learn more from that. So I, I think being able to take those risks uh, is something that's really important and not, you know, allowing your brain to obsess or overthink about it. And, you know, with that, I think sometimes with that risk or, or just in general with, with the situations or experiences that I had in 2023, um, there's a lot of worry about the future. And I think especially uh, obsessing over the unknown is something that can happen with in high school, college, or, or just in everyday life. You know, I, I 
had, had a little bit of a fear of the unknown since college. You know, I, I would obsess over the, the month that I was supposed to graduate and think in my mind, you know, I have to have a job at this point, uh, as well as, you know, with, with just work, especially if I'm working on a contract or it's seasonal, uh, you know, I have to sort of think about the future and like, what am I going to do for a job after, you know, maybe my contract ends or the season ends. So I, I think, you know, as it is important at times to think about the future plan for the future, not always obsessing over it, rather enjoy the moment, enjoy the present moment where you are in this exact point, because that's really the only thing that you can control right now. And you really only do ever get every second once. And so might as well as be in that moment, enjoy it, be around the people that that you are around and, and really fully enjoy those experiences as, as present as you can fully be. Um, and then I think as well, you know, continuing to learn more about who you ultimately want to be. You know, I, I can say that I know my passion of wanting to help others gain a deeper connection of their favorite teams, or their favorite sports and doing that through this podcast and some of the other stuff that I do. But it's an ever evolving sort of thing. You know, you don't always have to know your purpose. You don't know, always not have to know your why. It's an ever evolving th- thing throughout the different experiences that you have and, you know, you got to be open to everything attached to nothing. That's something that, you know, I've heard multiple times. And then ultimately remembering that everything happens for a reason, because I could have stopped recording videos like this, or I could have stopped wanting to be in front of the camera when I was getting made fun of making YouTube videos in high school. But, you know, I, I found a passion in it. I found something that I really enjoyed doing and I did it because I did it for myself. And that's something that, you know, I stress for each of you who are listening or watching in 2024, do more stuff for yourself. It's okay to be selfish. Do more stuff so you can ultimately learn more about yourself and learn about who you ultimately want to become and how you can ultimately become that. But all in all, greatly appreciate everybody tuning in into this episode. I know I talked a lot, but I hope that this helped you get a little bit better of a vantage point of who I am, who hosts this podcast, uh, the story of Iggy's Sports Talk, and ultimately why you should t- tune into Iggy Sports Talk each and every single week. And I'm I'm so excited for 2024. I have a lot of great episodes already recorded, but I also have a lot of great guests uh, that I have lined up for this next year. And uh, very excited to see where this next year takes not only myself, but you as well, the people that are listening. I, one of my goals is I want to gain more of a community with this podcast. I want to try and help each other uh, through, through the different experiences that we're having. And whether we talk about sports or whether we talk about life, um, I would love to learn more about the people who enjoy listening to this podcast and just take a second to even, you know, look at, you know, this weird face or, you know, listen to this weird voice. Uh, but as always, I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. Let's kill 2024. And if you're still listening at this point, put down in the comment section, if you're watching our YouTube or, you know, also put it on Instagram. What is some of your New Year's resolutions to for 2024? And how are you going to try and make that stuff happen? Let's kill it this year. And let's continue to learn more about ourselves and just enjoy the moment. As always, really appreciate everybody tuning in. I'll see you and talk to you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.